This is Glenn Crooks on frame. John Herdman, he's attempting to lead the Canadian men's national soccer team to their first World Cup since 1986, which was their first and only appearance on the world stage. Herdman has the Canadians atop the qualifying group in CONCACAF, coming off the 2-0 win over the United States on Sunday, and they're a good bet to make it to Qatar in November. It was a 2-0 win over the U.S. in the Nations League in October of 2019 that helped Herdman gain acceptance. After all, he had made the unheard-of switch from the Canadian women's national team to the men, so there were skeptics. In November of 2019, I spoke to one of his former players on the women's side, goalkeeper Karina LeBlanc, who earned 110 caps for Canada. And at the time of the interview, Karina was the head of women's football for CONCACAF, now the new general manager of the NWSL's Portland Thorns. Years ago, Karina was my assistant at Rutgers University. She gives great insight here as to why Herdman succeeds with his teams and why she's not surprised that he effectively made the transition from the women to the men. The conversation here originally airing on my Sirius XMSC show, The Coaching Academy. Hey, welcome back. Who is this guy, John Herdman? You may have heard of the uh, Canadian National Team men's coach, but you probably don't really know him or what enabled him to go from a successful Canadian women's national team to now help build the men's side, beating the U.S. 3-0 recently, Karina LeBlanc, who was my assistant at Rutgers for a few years and has 110 caps for the Canadian women's team and is also a FIFA legend. She played under Herdman, Karina, the current head of women's football for CONCACAF, and I spoke to her specifically about Herdman and his coaching traits. Well, you know, okay, so this is what I can say about John Herdman. He's a builder, right? He he came into our team, and, and, and I'll tell you the first meeting we had. And I have so much respect for John Herdman. So in 2011, our team had come dead last at the World Cup. We were supposed to finish, uh, I think we were ranked like top eight at the time. Uh, so our goals going into was to finish top three, four, and we came dead last. Um, so to say we were a broken group, would have been an understatement. So a couple months later, Canada Soccer hired John Herdman, and we had our meeting. And our first game was against the U.S. Uh, there's a first game for you. Yeah. And in that meeting, he sat us around in a circle rather than in the usual chairs and staring at the coach. And he asked us, "What does it mean to be a great Canadian, and what does that take?" And he also asked us the most important question, what is your why? Like, why are you even here? And I remember being like, huh? Because if you've ever been broken in life, you're like, have you asked that question? It was a big, I don't know. But what John Herdman did was then he took us on a journey to figuring out our why and, and really understand what it meant to be a Canadian and what it meant to be playing for your country and wearing that flag on your heart. And like no other coach I've ever seen, he was able to bring us together to within nine months from coming dead last at a World Cup to winning an Olympic medal for our country. And what he is great at is building. And what you know about him is that there's few people who work harder than he will. I mean, I think the man sleeps like four or five hours a day, if that. He's he's strategic in his planning. He's a builder. So in terms of women's football in Canada, 
He took over all the systems. He created the Rex program, which was from bottom up to develop the program. He really is. He he's a genius in so many ways, but he's also a motivator. He's he's also a man who can bring. And and, and I think what was interesting to so many people is how would he bring that motivation? It's almost easier to inspire a group of women uh, to to be connected on something bigger than to men who have professional salaries in sports and they've been in this, a different environment. But what I do know about John Herdman is that he he's he is probably one of the best leaders I've ever seen. I think every, every person who's played under John would say that was a class act man, but somebody who just knew how to empower other people to become bigger than the potential that they thought he had. And, and I remember one time we, we, he did a sit down interview. It was after we won the medal. And he said, somebody asked him, what is his legacy? And he said that all 18 of these women go on to be far beyond soccer players, but they go on to be leaders in this world. And that's just what he is. He's about something bigger than himself. Can we let's focus on the motivating part a little bit? That's where I'll go specific with you, for the coaches and the players that are listening. Can you, can you give some examples of? Uh, and I think you already have, but maybe some more specific examples of how he motivates. Well, I think you know, in, in speaking with him, how he motivates the women from the men is different, right? So, for us, we came in broken. We came in high expectations. We came in wanting, but like for us, we were. It probably was easy like for him to come in because he'd been in the women's game and get us to connect on something bigger than ourselves was like, so I remember we had a leadership group and he took a, a while to pick the group and he said, and he brought us in and he's like, I've been watching and the lead, you the team responds to you guys. So it's not like he came in and he sat and he's like, you be the captain and then that's it. He was like, when you guys are having a bad day, the team has a bad day. And he took us through leadership where, we met several times, just the four of us, on what it meant to be a leader and us to understand the type of leaders that we were. And that's to figure out what lane we were in and to stick and nail that lane, not try to be a leader of every type, right? Because there's introverts who are leaders, leaders, there's extroverts. There's leaders who lead by example. There's leaders who are the ones of the spirit and the soul of the team. So one of the things he did was he identified who his group was. And first he was like, seek first to understand before wanting to be understood. And I think that's also what he's done with the men is that he's understood who are these men. You know, what he did in the women's game is not going to be a carbon copy of what you do in the men. And and, and men in football have had a different journey than the women have had in football. So I, I think one of the interesting things for him was, and again, I haven't been in that camp, was to figure out how do you get the best of those men and how do you get the best to make these men believe that they're all leaders and it's their time to step up and shine. And and I think one of the things was it was just – like for us, he helped, he empowered each and every one of us. And he said, you're only as good as your weakest link. What's it look like as you as a, 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 to your family members? And we shifted the culture where we said, okay, if this is average and this is where the world sits, if you actually want to be an inspiration to that next generation, what are the actions you have to do day in and day out? How do you speak? How do you sound? If you want to do that, how are you as a teammate? And it, we literally shifted the way that we were to each other and it was interesting in the game Canada against U.S. when we lost at Old Trafford, which was an amazing game. Um, when we lost again, so we're like, okay, we've let the country down. The interesting thing is we went to that Olympics again. Everybody wants to win a medal, but we wanted to inspire that next generation, that nation. And he brought a clip that had been played where it started with our prime minister. 
and just Canadians and bars being packed and just the shift. And that's when we realized that it's interesting what we went to inspire our nation had come back to inspire us. And it's a great lesson in life. If you actually are connected and inspired by something bigger than yourself, that stuff comes back to you. And it's sports is a great teller of truth of life because it's the same thing in life. If, if, if you're a coach listening and, and you're like, how do I get my team motivated, connected on them? It's not you telling them what to do. It's you bringing them in and you asking them, hey, what is it that makes you want to play this game? Why are you even here? And most coaches would have come in and said, hey, guys, we're going to go win the medal, and this is how we're going to do it. But the thing is, when you're playing, and again, it's a different situation, when you're playing in front of a sold-out stadium and you have the pressures of everything, the players on the field actually have to be able to step up and, and, and figure it out themselves. And all the coaching in the world you could do in that moment of pressure, in that moment of, of everything's on that line, the players have to be able to find it within themselves to figure it out. And that's what John Herdman was able to do. He was able to help us figure out within ourselves what we needed to figure out to be successful, quote unquote. But our success was driven by more than just the medal and the end result. Our success was driven by something truly impacting others. If that even makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Karina LeBlanc, our guest, and if I told you that she's a motivational speaker, I'm sure you would not be surprised. She was my assistant coach at Rutgers University, 2005 through 2009. She played for John Herdman. That's our focus right now. Herdman uh, maybe uh, completing the belief that his players had in him now with the men. Karina, you worked with him uh, on the women's side, 2011, 2015, but now on the men. They beat the U.S. 3-0. That's got to be a moment that uh, stands in some sort of historical perspective in Canada. And then Herdman's ways proved to be effective. Yeah, I mean, that was a big win in Canada. And I think it was a big win for the men's program, too. And it was almost it was a big win for John because a lot of people doubted him, saying, okay, yeah, you're successful on the women's side. Um well, I wondered, but I wondered how much of that was going on. So there was there was quite a bit of that. Well, I mean, I, again, it's not pressures John put, puts on himself. John's pressures is, is for for him for the team to be successful. But I mean, media wise, I mean, there's other people saying that. But I think anybody who's worked with John knew that he'd find success. And I think, you know. If, if the goal is is to be successful right away, then I think you're looking at it wrong. For him, it was a long-term vision. And he's always been a guy, a guy whose vision clear. So that win Canada-USA, I mean, this has been a rivalry from hockey to soccer. Like, it's a ri- ri- rivalry all over. I think the most important thing is that it was a good next step. It wasn't his end goal, right? I think if you look at the 2026 World Cup or even this World coming up, this World Cup, Men's World Cup coming up, he wants to be able to make Canada better than it was in the past. And it's not going to be a, a, a one-shoe ride to the top. It's going to take time. It's going to take developing the men's game throughout the country. It's going to take, you know, changing mindsets of, of where men's football is in, in Canada. But I think the good thing about John is that he sees the big picture. It's not He's not narrow-minded in his focus. And that's one thing I can tell you from knowing him. That's just the type of man he is. You always told me how impressed you were with him when he first came on board. And uh, I do remember you specifically saying, and this is uh, th- these words are used in coaching a lot, attention to detail. But you said he was like beyond. It was oh, <laughs> like, yeah. no, like nothing you had seen. You, you got a couple examples there? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I would say John probably knows the session plan for 
November 20th, 2022 already. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and that's not because he wants everything to be in a straight line. It's, is it's his foundation set and he already has, he starts with the end in mind and works backwards. And he, he looks at the ecosystem of the game. It's not just, okay. And, and, and I know the men's game is different from the women's game because I remember when I spoke to him, he's like, you know what? It's not like with, with the women when we'd have like 20 days together or 15 days together, right? You have a short session. You have that FIFA window and you get in and you get out. You get out. But in that time, I'm sure he's the, his attention to detail is, is from like how many bags the equipment manager should be carrying and making sure they have all the heart rate monitors and making sure the sports scientist is making sure that everything's checking on on point to making sure he's watching the games to knowing where the players are to the injury status all these things and then they'll come down to okay when it's time to worry about the game plan that's 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 his joy you know like if you ever if you've ever been in a working room with john and first of all like he's the guy who's up at like like I said, he's probably up at 4.30 in the morning. He's got his jam session music on, and he's watching clips, and he's typing, and he's writing. But he's also inspiring and motivating other people. If you're around him, you don't get to just do things average, right? Like, if you're working for John Herdman, you're not going to work any normal hour. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's he's, he's tapping into, and he's thinking about this, and he's thinking light years ahead. But the details of that moment and being able to react to people in that moment is, is dead on too. I mean, that's why I said I've seen, I've not, I haven't seen much like it, you know, because, and that's why I said he's a builder. And, and when, when, when the announcement came on, I remember I sent him a message and I was like, Hey, <laughs> and the conversation was, I mean, he's, he's loved this time with the women's game, but it, he always wants to do things to pass on for other people to take take over. He's not trying to do it for a lifetime. Right. And I think his relationship with Kenneth was, you know what, this is a good time for you to take over. You're, it's your time to shine. I'm going to jump into this this thing where everyone's saying I'll fail, and I'm going to try to build it. And if I fail, at least I failed trying to build something great rather than just staying stuck. It's a safe, is it safe to say, Karina, you personally aren't surprised that uh, he's done well with the men and there seems to be progress? Yeah, I knew. I mean, I'm not going to say I knew it was going to happen, but no. When I saw that result, I, I kind of just watched and smiled for him because you know it's and and I say that because he's done the same thing for me, Glenn. Like that's why I say he was so much more than just a coach. Where like even when I was thinking of taking this position, he was like, "Brilliant, you go do it," <laughs> you know. And it was just he's hey, like, I, "Oh, what what an opportunity to learn and grow," you know, and. And Karina, just, I, I know when you go out and speak, uh, a lot of times uh, your motivational moments, uh, and you, you said it at the outset regarding John Herbin, the first meeting where he asked all of you, what is your why? That's yeah. one of your components, right? Absolutely. Because it, it's, I think everybody should have that in life, whether you're a coach or a father or a player. I think it's like one of the most important questions you can ask yourself is like, why am I actually here on this earth? And it, it, I've never been asked that question. <laughs> you know what I mean? I played for my country, I think, at that point, for 13 years, and I knew I wanted to, you know, be one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and I wanted to be a good teammate, and I wanted to be a good sister and daughter. But, um, uh, you know, like, to actually sit there and, like, figure out why am I actually here on this earth, which 
it's so important because we all are here on this earth because we all have something unique we bring yet society will make us think we all blend into the same way and he did that with us on the team and ever since yeah i go around challenging people to living their why because it's so important because once you're able to do that you're living a life of purpose which makes you wake up early and not hit the snooze button which gives you enthusiasm in what you're doing because you're never doing a job you're living your purpose and i think that's one of the things he instilled in us and you know it's 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 relevant i mean john i i've i've heard his keynotes he's a phenomenal speaker <laughs> and it's like i've i've known this man for so long and i sit there clapping and i'm like well done because but imagine if you had that every single day i mean for me i think i was blessed in that aspect to have that every single day and now the men have that aspect and but again it's it's he just finds and it's important for us and i know you said if you're a coach listening in but whoever your listeners are it's so important to ask yourself no matter what age you are or what you're doing ask yourself why am i actually here on this friggin earth <laughs> like because why go through life being average and thinking that you're average or you're just meant to do something boring why not leave this world an e for empty because you actually did something that you were proud of and every single day you're going towards it even on your worst day Well, a motivator herself, that's the head of women's football for CONCACAF, Karina LeBlanc, and a coaching profile of uh, Canadian men's coach, John Herdman. Uh, The thing I love that uh, she said when she quoted him, or uh, what she said, John probably knows the session plan for November 20th, 2022 already. He starts with the end in mind and works backwards. Karina LeBlanc, now the general manager of the Portland Thorns and a great leader herself. This is Glenn Crooks on Frame.